Welcome to the It's One Louder podcast. Your host, PJ Pat, has done absolutely nothing that you would know about. But don't fret. PJ Pat's passion for rock, hard rock, and heavy metal will no doubt please all headbangers. So turn up the volume one louder and enjoy the show. This is a place where I share all things rock and roll, hard rock, heavy metal, hopefully in a fun and entertaining way. Today's no different. I'm going to bring you an article that I saw from Classic Rock Magazine regarding the Power Trip concert. Yes, I know we all wanted to go, but some of us from different reasons. Me personally, I couldn't afford it. Believe it or not, they actually had a payment plan. If you were to buy tickets, I think they limited eight tickets per person. There was actually a payment plan where you can do a down payment or you can pay 50%. Uh, initially, and then the rest, 50% later, the down payment was $99, and then you had four months to pay the rest. So when you have that kind of crap going on, you know the ticket is damn expensive, right? And plus, you had to pay the ticket to get to California. It was held in Indio, California, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's pretty much near Palm Springs Airport, about 20 minutes away from the airport. So not the easiest uh, location to get to, right? It's kind of far from Los Angeles, kind of far from San Diego. The hotels and gas and all that there was no freaking way i was doing that and i know a lot of you feel the same way you've probably saw these little shady uh shaky videos about the concerts uh online on youtube Uh, you know what i'm gonna do you one better i'm gonna read you this article that goes into detail on how it was and hopefully we can all experience it together on how it could have been like you know maybe get a little glimpse of it right and i mean check out this amazing lineup right friday night you had guns and roses Iron Maiden headlining. Saturday night, you had ACDC, Judas Priest. And Sunday night, you had Metallica and Tool. Oh my goodness. What a freaking festival. I personally, what it shows, I mean, it's it's a, it's a toss-up between GNR and Iron Maiden. Day one versus day three, Metallica and Tool. Kind of a toss-up. Um, seen them all. And uh, man, what a what a time it must have been for those people. Eighty thousand people showed up. Apparently, it's not as uh, many as like the those big Coachella ones. Like I heard, one hundred twenty five thousand people can show up to those. But I mean, for a heavy metal only or focused festival, I mean, this is freaking awesome. You know what I mean? Let's get into this. Okay, so the article is called Ten Reasons Why Power Trip Was the Gig of the Year." Damn right. An almighty gamble, but one that paid off in spades. Power Trip was held on the site of Coachella in the California desert and saw the planet's cream of the crop and metal go hard. Words by Rich Hobson. With a colossal all-star lineup featuring ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Tool, and Metallica, there's no way that Power Trip could have been anything less than legendary. Spread across three days, Power Trip was a festival unlike just about anything else on the planet with an eye-watering price tag to match. Yeah, like I was saying, right? I don't even know. They don't even list the pricing if you go on their website. But like I said, just with that payment plan, you know it's going to be freaking too much. <laughs> but that didn't stop 80,000 fans making a pilgrimage out to the California desert for a once-in-a-lifetime experience. That in mind, here are 10 reasons Paratrip was truly worthy of legend. These bands will likely never share the same stage again, damn right. I mean, a lot of these bands are getting older, right? Yeah, there's no way that's going to happen again, unless they do it this year, you know? Any one of these acts would be the 10 pole attraction of just about any other festival. But at Power Trip, they were pulled together in one place to share a stage. 
Even putting aside egos and budgetary constraints, none of the band at Power Trip were spring chickens. Even the youngest band, Tool, had been going for over three decades. And the conversation of retirement comes up more and more as a miles on the clock mount. I'm assuming there are a lot of older generations in the crowd, you know? I mean, they're probably the ones that can actually afford the ticket and the hotel and the flight. Outside, maybe from the maybe a small mosh pit. Not sure if the crowd was, you know, too rowdy, if you know what I mean. Perhaps, if nothing else, Power Trip was the last hurrah for a certain breed of bands who remember a time when rock ruled the earth. Damn right, man, what happened to those times? Please come back, please. The setting was stunning, flanked by mountains and set in the heart of the California desert with palm trees dotted around the site. It wasn't hard to see why Indio's Empire Polo Club is so popular with the Coachella crowd. While the heat and dust could certainly take their toll, such a stunning backdrop lent a real sense of drama and occasion that, with the best will in the world, you don't get from a muddy field in Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Okay, obviously classic rock magazine, British magazine, right? So no idea what that is, but guess you get the visuals. The music did the talking. While we'd like to never see an Iron Maiden show entirely bereft of Eddie, the sheer production requirements of Power Trip meant that every band on the bill had to at least cut back their production. This meant no elaborate Japanese cities for Maiden, no gigantic trains for ACDC, and an all-around streamlined experience for fans as each band focused instead on belting out some of the biggest rock anthems on the planet. But don't worry, there were still cannons front and center for those about to rock because some things can't be cut. Damn right, glad that happened. Even the bands were starstruck. Gather six headline-sized bands in a single space and you might expect some egos to blow up backstage, but Metallica proved that the contrary was actually true. Turning up on Friday to watch Maiden and Guns from the side stage with James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett reappearing the following day to headbang to Judas Priest from the pit alongside fans. Between Kirk's wavy locks and Hetfield's white cowboy Stetson, they weren't exactly incognito about it either. Hetfield later admitting during his own set that these bands made Metallica. Yeah, I actually saw footage of that online about Kirk and Hetfield just jamming away at Judas Priest. It was awesome. Because at the end of the day, these guys are still fans, you know? Iron Maiden put on a show for the ages, even without the hits. The final date for 2023 of Iron Maiden's future past tour Power Trip saw Bruce and co. stick to their guns when it came to sidestepping the more obvious hits in favor of lesser played deep cuts. Oh, cool. That's pretty brave of them. Especially during a festival. So what, what happens with a lot of these bands, right? Especially during festivals, they just play the big hits because they know people are not only there to see them, they're to see maybe not even them. They're here to see a couple other bands besides them. So they want to play all the big hits so they can kind of gather up more fans with a lot of the popular songs. So the fact that Maiden didn't succumb to that pretty cool right but i think they're probably at an age where they don't give a shit (laughs) can i play with madness the prisoner fear of the dark iron maiden and the trooper provided massive sing-alongs of plenty okay at least they did those bruce dickinson apparently immune to the stifling heat of the desert as he dashed around the stage roared with a plum and generally showed why maiden are the kings of massive metal extravaganza Man, the fact that Bruce Dickinson did that in the desert in the dead heat shows his true professionalism and showmanship. I've seen Bruce with Iron Maiden a couple of times, and he does that, you know, runs around, does that operatic thing, and just gets the crowd into it. So that's not surprising, but the fact that he did that in the desert at his age, um, just rocking out, very inspirational. Judas Priest were a worthy replacement for Ozzy Osbourne. Right, yes, that's true. Ozzy Osbourne was supposed to be at this show and it was like a last minute thing you couldn't make it so Judas Priest stepped in 
In May 1983, the heavy metal day of San Bernardino's U.S. festival signaled the genre's commercial conquering of America. Forty years later, Judas Priest showed why heavy metal is still a global phenomenon, blasting war pigs in tribute to Ozzy Osbourne, who they stepped in to replace after he was forced to cancel for health reasons. Priest came out with an all-centers filing set that got the blood pumping, even bringing out semi-retired guitarist Glenn Tipton for an encore of Metal Gods, Breaking the Law, and Living After Midnight. All class, all metal. Man, that's so cool that they did War Pigs, just honoring Ozzy. Man, so cool. That, you know, goes to show that metal is a family. The metal community, the subculture, the subgenre, whatever you want to call it, is just so family-oriented. Like, all the fans gather together. And it's just a celebration of music with every concert. And they're so loyal to their bands. And, you know, even amongst the bands that we worship, there's a family community within them. And this definitely demonstrates that. So cool. ACDC stole the weekend with a career-spanning set list. They might not have the props, but ACDC's first live set in seven years. Wow, I didn't realize that. Was jam-packed with surprises. From opener, If You Want Blood, You Got It. A song they've not played since 2003. To other live rarities, Stiff Upper Lip and Dog Eat Dog, as well as the live debut of power-up track Shaun the Dark and Riff Raff, played with Brian Johnson in front of an audience for the first time. The set list was an absolute dream for any ACDC superfans. Speaking of which, and they brought their own dive bar to town, named High Voltage. ACDC's pop-up dive bar in India was packed to the gills with merchandise and memorabilia, playing DC tunes over the jukebox around the clock. From stacks of TV showing live videos to a massive merch store and a tattoo parlor offering free ACDC logo tattoos all weekend. What? <laughs> That's insane. It was a mecca for superfans, attracting more than a few gents in schoolboy outfits, not to mention Mr. Angus Young himself. And the drinks were cheaper than the main festival site. Have a drink on us indeed. Wow. Man, ACDC knows how to do it up. That's so cool. Free ACDC tattoos. Talk about a brilliant marketing scheme, right? Tattooed on your body for life. I wonder how many tattoos they did of that. Tool completely upended the notion of the rock star. After two days of grandstanding rock and roll, Tool lived up to their reputation as proc agitators as Maynard James Keenan dodgily avoided the spotlight, instead choosing to perform from the back of the stage as an eerie shadowed silhouette. Yeah, but that's been a shtick for a long time now not really taking center stage that's that's this whole thing what's more it just made their set a powerful slow burning sonic journey to kaleidoscopic imagery feel even more otherworldly like intercepting communications from another dimension that's the thing i find with tool shows i mean it's pretty much almost the opposite of kiss i would classify it as a visual sonic experience more than kind of a showmanship uh kind of uh connection with the band members itself and and connection with the band it's more a connection with the music and the art um, because they have a lot of these huge screens at Tool shows and they have all these just amazing visuals. If you're a Tool fan, you know what I'm talking about. Adam Jones, the guitar player, he actually did a lot of special effects. Like he did a lot of special effects for the, um, uh, what's it called with those movies? The dinosaur movies, the Jurassic Park movies. He, he was part of the set and um, was employed to do a lot of the special effects on that. That's why for a lot of the videos, Adam Jones is actually the one uh, directing all the, doing all the art direction and all those uh, really cool imagery in the videos. Metallica closed the weekend with a bang. Of course, you got to close the festival Metallica, the quintessential all-time greatest metal band ever, Metallica. Walking onto site the final day, we counted no less than half a dozen vehicles blasting Metallica at full volume. 
Further evidence, if any as needed, that Metallica's status as metal's biggest band is enough for debate. The band pulled a crowd just as massive as ACDC the night before and treated them to a career-spanning set list that combined thrash, bombast, whiplash, creeping death, creeping death on my all-time favorite metal songs and Metallica songs, soulful ballads, nothing else matters, the day that never comes, plus enduring and all-conquering anthems, enter Sandman, master puppets, of course, Talk about an explosive finish. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I wish it was there, and I know a lot of you feel the same way. Hopefully this gave you a little snippet of what it meant or what it felt like to be there. Like I said, that was such a uh, historic event. I don't think you can ever replicate that. I know on a daily basis there are amazing metal bands coming up. You just have to work a little harder to find it because unlike 20 years ago there's no machine pushing a certain band like Metallica or like Megadeth or like Anthrax on these heavy music radio stations or you know MTV videos it's it's not like that anymore so you just have to put in a little bit more work in trying to find these bands on the streaming platforms and you know what we got to celebrate these bands you know they're getting like the article said they're getting older I'm not sure how long they're gonna be around you know Lars Ulrich playing creeping death or battery i'm not sure how long he can do that you know it's just physically impossible when you get to a certain age a lot of these heavy bands what they do is that they have a younger guy come in and do the drums for them if they want to continue doing live shows so we'll see what metallica does we'll see what all these bands do and at, at some point they just won't be physically able to play the type of like these fast rift songs fast paced songs so we'll see what happens but i think in the meantime let's celebrate their music and yeah, rock on. Whatever you do in life, do it one louder, especially when it comes to rocking. Thank you so much for listening to the end. It really means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. Please connect with me on TikTok, Instagram, and X at Rock with PJ Pat. And I'll rock with you there.